We're recording. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the EEIG Fantasy Football Podcast. What up? As always, I'm your host, Eric Erickson. And I, I think there's actually a new rule on the podcast this week. You don't get to speak unless your team scored over 90 <laughs> points in the previous week. So let me introduce our special guest first. He is a 2-0 and owner, Andrew McCory. Welcome to the show. What up, guys? How's it going? And uh, Oh, and, and, and Connor's here also. What up, Con? Yo, 2-0. That's all I care about. Doesn't matter about points. Matters about victories. And let me tell you, I'm a goddamn born winner. Yeah, this is the this is I think this is the Victor's podcast three uh two and oh owners on the show, and uh, we got a lot of get lots to get to today. Um, as always, we're gonna be recapping the previous week, breaking down some waiver wires, and some trades happening in the EIG, as well as previewing week three's matchups. We also got a new segment we're gonna debut on the show today. Lots of anticipation for that one. Tons uh, of anticipation. But first, we wanna you know we wanna get our guests in the mix. AMAC, as you said, a 2-0 owner uh, in his third year in the EIG. Andrew, how are you, how are you feeling about your team so far, and uh, how's, how's your season been going so far? Stock is really high. I'm feeling really good about my team. I really appreciate you guys letting me on to, uh, to talk about my team and, and how we're going to really pursue the championship this year. And uh, it's been a couple, couple of down years for you in the EIG in your first two years. Uh, couple. You know, Going into going into the draft, you know what what, were, what was your strategy to hopefully uh, turn there's, that there's, around? Look, look, e, there's there's no reason to talk about the past. We're, <laughs> we're here, here. Uh, the Brown squad is looking for um, Florida this year. Really, I mean, going in the draft, I was really uh, focused on just getting some upside players or players that I thought were kind of in the middle tier, middle to high tier in terms of value, and, and uh, right in their upside. Um, I kind of just really actually specifically since, you know, I'm a finance guy, I split out my budget to $200 by position, um, kind of value the running backs, call it the 35 to $30 rent one of the target and my high end receiver one, I wanted to get for about $30. Um, you know, as it kind of went on, I saw where the, 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 the most expensive guys are going. I think Thomas went for like $45, something like that. So I kind of gauged off of that. Um, and I was able to pick up Fournette for thirty-six dollars. I thought was was a value play there for for what he could potentially do for the Jags. And then I was able to get my boy AB uh, Antonio Brown, Mister Antonio Brown, for thirty-two, which, as we all know, um, has been the steal of the draft. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that year. guy's probably got you uh, stressing out a little bit. I mean, he's basically changed teams. He's farting in people's faces. How do you feel about being the owner of a team that has Antonio Brown? The one constant with him is he's he's been on one fantasy football team this year, um, so that that's all I can really say about that. And I'm looking at your squad right now. I think you have a pretty solid mix of like high ceiling, high floor guys, but yeah. I only see you only have one white wide receiver. Do you think that's going to hurt you in the long run? I know you're a big fan. Uh, in previous years, the last two years, really, I've really just focused on getting white receivers. I mean, you got Cole Beasley, right? You got Trey yeah. Quinn. 
I think you I had, had Hunter I Renfro earlier in the season, so oh, uh, you actually dropped one of your white wide receivers too. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking to pick him back up. I was mistake <laughs> to drop him, but uh, I'm definitely on the market for more white receivers. So if anybody in the league has any to offer, I'm willing to give up basically anybody on my <laughs> roster just to just for those guys. All right, you heard it. Plenty, plenty of people that could be on the on the, on the trade block. I just want to touch on Antonio Brown real quick. When the news came out about the fart video, it made it seem like AB was just ripping ass butt naked in some <laughs> some doctor's face. I don't know. Have you guys seen Have you guys seen the Instagram video? So I didn't see the video of him farting in people's faces, Eric. I'm not a fucking idiot like you are. I wouldn't watch that shit. But yeah. what I will say okay. is that farting is completely natural. Everyone does it. I don't see the. Big That's deal. what I was gonna say. If you watch the video, his ass isn't even facing the doctor. He's fully clothed. And he just rips ass a couple times, like just dudes being dudes. I don't really don't see what the big deal is. Dudes being dudes. I mean, I, it, it, I'm just going to call it, it seems like a money grab. But at the same time, you know, who knows how nasty that fart was. That video that you watched did not have a smell on it, did it? It didn't, but I feel like it's an overreaction from the doctor. And, you know, I expect big things for AB moving forward for AMAX team. But like Andrew said, you don't have to worry about the pass. So let's not worry about these past drafts anymore. Let's move into what people care about. Let's jump into the nitty gritty of the EIG. Do we want to take a look? Uh, I know, I know, Connor. I know you're not a huge fan of these fantasy pros rankings, but uh, you know, after two weeks, the fantasy pros power rankings have been updated. Do we want to dive in and see what it has to offer? I mean, I assume I'm at the top, even though I'm going to disagree with it. But uh, yeah, let's do it. So uh, where should we, where should we start? At the top oh, or the, the bottom? bottom, dude? Start at the bottom, dude. All right, so bringing up the rear in the in the new Fancy Pros power wait, wait, rankings. Wait, wait, let me guess. Hey, Andrew, who do you think is going to be the last place according to these power rankings? Uh, what team is Galladay in? Team is that? Who's team a, is that? That's a uh, Curtis. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, Connor. Cardi- Connor, Cardi- what's your last. what's your draft? What's you your, know, I hate your to, pick? I hate to I, I hate to throw anyone under the bus. You know me; I'm the nicest guy in the world. I would never talk negatively about anyone, dude. But Tristan's team's garbage. <laughs> All right. Well, both of you are actually wrong. Bringing up the rear in the latest power rankings is none other than former champion Jordan Hazari. Wow. Uh, sitting wow. at zero and two. Uh, Fantasy Pros projects him to finish he was with just a on five the pod, and eight record. Too. Yeah, but former guest, and uh, it also gives playoff odds um, for each team. Uh, Jordan projected uh, just fifteen percent chance of making the playoffs. Uh, so a pretty rough one for him. He's uh, by far uh, the lowest playoff odds. Uh, do we just want to keep working our way up? Do we want to? Do we want to hit on everyone? All right. So coming in at eleventh was Connor's pick, uh, Tristan Chinstraps, currently sitting at one and one, projected to finish six and seven, thirty-three percent chance of making the playoffs. Great name. Uh, coming up after him is is Andrew's pick, or no? Sorry, excuse me. Is uh, none of our picks um, a team of? Much conversation early in the year is Spencer carry on my wayward son, also sitting at one and one, uh, projected to finish six and seven with a thirty-four percent chance of making the playoffs. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to disagree with this one so far. Spencer is the highest scoring team in the league. Um, obviously, a lot of conversation around him with the amount of running backs he has, um, but I think you know with a few trades in place and with his wide receivers continuing to perform how they have, uh, Spencer could definitely be pushing for a playoff spot. Yeah, and if all my running backs are good, then I'll be good too. Good point, Eric. 
<laughs> I mean, you definitely don't have as many running backs as Spencer, so we'll have to see about that. That's, but, uh, that's true. I, I can't argue against that. <laughs> continuing on in the, in the rankings, coming in at number nine was Andrew's pick, uh, Hotel Motel Galdian. Curtis, currently at 0-2, projected finish 6-7, and with 35% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, I think early in the power rankings, Curtis was uh, in the top four after the draft. Um, you know, are you are any of you guys surprised to see him off to an 0-2 start this season? Fuck no. All right, you know, a few words there to sum up that. Uh, but I think neither none of us are surprised to see him on two. Maybe a little bit for me, um, but we'll have to see what Curtis's team is able to do moving forward. I'll be honest. I'm a little surprised. Usually Curtis has a good team every year. Coming at number eight is Seamus O'Sullivan's number one team. Um, it may be Seamus's number one, but not the Fantasy Pros Power Rankings. That's Jerry, currently one and one, also projected six and seven, 42% chance of making the playoffs. And uh, who Fantasy Pros projects as the last playoff team, the last non-playoff team is Hovey's Heroes. Eric Hovey, a one and one, projected Shout out to six Hovey. and seven. Shout out to Hovey. 43% Shout chance of making the Hovey. playoffs. Pour one out for Hovey, dude. So Don't there's your playoffs. bottom six of who Fantasy Pros um, has Hovey, now. Hey, Hobie, maybe next year. <laughs> I'd say give him two years. He's two years away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but you got to give Hobie some credit. Uh, one of a uh, few ch- champions in the EIG, um, right on the cusp of maybe being a playoff team. Uh, but now let's jump into uh, who Fancy Pros has as the top six. The first one coming at number six may be a pretty big surprise. That is uh, Ezekiel2517, Chris what Smart. What the hell? Currently sits at 0-2, but projected to finish 6-7. and seven. Uh, Fancy Pros gives him a 47% chance at making the playoffs. Way too high. Connor, I know you're not a fan of Chris's team. Uh, no, are you I'm surprised not. to see him come in at number six? First of all, I'm not a fan of the team or the person. I want to be very clear on that. I think six is too high. I think he's definitely a bottom dweller. You know, I mean, Chris is a guy. I've seen where he lives, man. He lives in the sewers. He can barely get to his computer in time to change his lineup. I really don't think that's a good rating by my fantasy pros. All right. You heard it from Connor here. Coming at number five is uh, Wenzelmania 33, Carson's Carnage. That's Ben Hazari, currently 1-1, one one, projected to finish 7-6. and six. Fantasy Pros gives him a 53% chance of making the playoffs. Number four is uh, everyone's favorite league member, Joe. Where the fuck are we? Currently 1-1, one one, projected to finish 7-6. and six. Fantasy are we Pros the top gives three? him a 56% <laughs> chance. So like I said, it is the winner's podcast. So number wait, wait, three, wait. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Number three. Currently two and zero, you need to calm Brown. Amac projected finish seven and six. Fancy Pros gives him a sixty six percent chance of making the playoffs. Andrew, how do you how are you feeling about your current playoff hopes right now? You haven't made the playoffs in either of your first two years. Is this the year you finally crack that bubble and uh, put yourself in? Yeah, this year's really about the A's, uh, the Amac, me, and AB. Um, and so I yeah. you meant the athletics, man. <laughs> that too. That's the third A. Uh, yeah, I feel really good, Eric. I mean, look, the, the team's performing well right now, and um, AB hasn't even really peaked yet. So, you know, sky's sort of the limit this year. I'm really feeling good. All right, lots of optimism from AMAC. 66% chance of making the playoffs. Fancy pros liking your team so far. Coming at number two, also another 2 0 team, McLaurin F1 Racing. Connor McHugh projected finish eight and five. Are you fucking Fancy kidding pros me, dude? I'm second. Eighty-two percent oh chance of making the playoffs. Oh my god, dude! And uh, coming in at number Don't one. Don't even ask me how I feel. You already know how I feel, one, dude. 
Another than yours truly. Number one, dude. My team is one nasty. QB league. My team is so two sick. and zero. Projected finish nine and four. Fantasy pros giving <laughs> yours truly a ninety four percent chance of making okay. the playoffs. Now I see why you wanted to talk about this, dude. This yeah. Is your goddamn top. This what is kind of BS you know, algorithm is this? Yeah, dude. Why don't you tell your artificial intelligence to fucking crunch some new numbers, right? You know, fantasy pros gives Connor's team lots of big ups, and he's still crying. Not a surprise here. Um. <laughs> But yeah, two weeks into the season. Any surprises from you guys looking at the standings, the current standings so far? You know, uh, my nickname in high school was Big Ups, so thank you for calling that out. I think that uh, I think my team should be doing better. To be honest, I got kind of lucky last week with that W over Joe. Actually, I was I was thinking that I was going to lose, um, but besides that, I think everyone's kind of par for the course. Kind of surprised about Chris's team overperforming. I think Curtis's team is underperforming. Yeah, I don't see how you think your team could do better, considering you're uh, currently the um, the eighth highest scoring team, I believe, in the league, um, and by far the fewest points against. So obviously dude. the luckiest team. So sample far. size, come on, dude. Uh, yeah, I'll size. give you that. It is a small sample size, but I would it's consider two. yourself uh, fortunate to be two and zero right now. Um, but uh, yeah, we are, we already touched on most of the the big storylines in the standings, uh, so we're gonna debut a new topic on uh, today's pod. And that is buy or sell. So uh, we're going to go through each team and we're going to have a buy or sell topic. Um, some of them are regards to the team itself. Um, some of them regarding uh, individuals on those teams. And um, we all gave our answers for if we're buying or selling for the, um, the statement or question that's being proposed. And um, for each one, a few of us are going to give a few words on each. So... Uh, how do we want to do this? Do we, do we want to start from the bottom of the standings or who we go with? Do we want to start from the top? Uh, what are you guys thinking? Well, first of all, I think we got to clarify what it means to buy or sell. So buy would mean uh, whatever the statement is. Buy is mean you're agreeing with it. And uh, sell would mean the opposite, that you're disagreeing. Or if it's like a, if it's a numbers thing, buy would be like, oh, above that. You know, he's going to do better or whatever. Yeah. Or sell would be he's going to do worse. So do we, do we want to start with the with – the, the participants on the show today, do you want to start with from the bottom of the standings, top of the Let's standings? Let's start with Andrew. All right, well, we'll, we'll kick it off with AMAC. And uh, we've kind of already touched on this a little bit, but uh, buy or sell. Is this the year AMAC pops is EIG playoff cherry? Um, as we mentioned before, a few a few poor finishes for AMAC. I actually went back in the, in the league history, and it looked like uh, last year AMAC finished with the worst record, and in his first year finished with the second worst record. So... Um, Obviously trying to improve on that and make the top six and push his way into the playoffs. Um, what's up with Con- Connor with his um, with his answer on this one? Uh, I think this is a big sell. You know, obviously Amax are 2-0, you know, props to that, but it's only two games. You know, this is – fantasy football is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I haven't been able to see Amac become a marathon runner. Right now he's running 100-meter dashes and 400-meter dashes. He's doing okay. He's 2-0. But get back to me when you run 26 miles. And uh, Amac, I'm gonna give you another chance to defend yourself. On uh, wow, Connor, I used to like you, but now I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, a huge buy to my team. Feeling good, really solid roster. I feel like, um, and you know, a lot of my players haven't really played well thus far this year. So, I feel like, I mean, well, I mean, Fournette's not doing well as we speak right now. But other than that, uh, the rest of the guys, I think, can can. Uh, do even better than that. And then we've been in the first two weeks. So huge buy there. I mean, making the playoffs. All right. And uh, let's move on to Connors. We're going to pick a player focus one. So this one um, in regards to Connors uh, top pick, Christian McCaffrey, 
Uh, Cam Newton being out will hurt McCaffrey's value moving forward the rest of this season. Uh, I'm going to start with myself. I'm going to sell on this one. I'm going to say that McCaffrey will continue to perform um, at value or even above value. I just think with his pass-catching ability, um, no matter who's at quarterback for him, um, he's always going to be able to put up fancy points, whether that's on the ground or through the air. I just think his versatility is um, is is just too good. And if Cam Newton's at quarterback, he'll be fine. And if Kyle Davis is at quarterback, he'll still be putting up big numbers. And uh, isn't it Kyle Allen? Kyle Allen, sorry. Who's Kyle uh, Davis, dude? I don't know. Shout out, Kyle, <laughs> shout out, Kyle Davis. Was that was but, that uh, your high school bully? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I I don't I didn't get bullied. I was I was doing the bullying. <laughs> oh yeah, right. But uh, either way, shout out Kyle Davis. But Kyle Allen, you know, he'll, he, if he's playing quarterback, if Connor McHugh's playing quarterback, I still like Christian McCaffrey. I'm not worried about him moving forward, and I think Connor should be confident in him um, throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm gonna but, agree uh, with you. I'm gonna but, call it a push though, because no, I, I actually think we're gonna McCaffrey go McCaffrey. Hold it, not was, so fast. Uh, so we're gonna go to Andrew because I think yeah. he has a different <laughs> opinion on this one. Not so fast, my friend Connor. Um, I've got yeah. To your point, Eric. I mean, we none of us literally know who the quarterback is for the Panthers. What's the name Kyle? What is he? Black, white? We don't even know what he looks like. All right. So <laughs> for me, for me, I, I think that uh, that's gonna hurt McCaffrey's stock going forward. Teams are just gonna, you know worried about him, maybe even double team him. Um, I really packed the box. And so, you know, I think they're, you know, he doesn't really have a good shot to, to continue performing how he should, you know, if Cam Newton's out, I think teams would just focus on him a lot more. All right. And uh, we don't need to give Connor time to get, uh, talk about his own team. Cause he already does, does it um, for the remainder of the pod. So let's move on to a new owner. Um, continuing the theme of uh, people on the show. Right now we'll go with mine. Uh, so buy or sell after starting two and L, Eric will miss the EIG playoffs. Let's go uh, go to Connor to get his take. Oh, am I allowed to talk now? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I'm gonna say it's a big buy for me. Uh, I think that your team, you know, it's you have above average team, but you've got lucky the past couple weeks. You're arguably arguably the most lucky team in the league right now. So I think eventually, uh, just like all great large battleships, you will fall. All right, and, uh, you know, of course, I'm going to defend my team on this one. And, you know, I'm going to call back some of Connor's own advice. I, I don't know if you guys remember it, but on week one of the pod, Connor gave the advice, don't feed the troll. And, uh, you know, right now, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to feed the troll that is Connor McHugh um, making outrageous statements that my team, already 2-0, and already atop the fantasy pros rankings, will not make the playoffs. I feel like my team is a true championship contender um, with its current makeup. Even if I run into injury, I still think I have the pieces and the the savvy as a fantasy football owner to get my team back into championship and uh, hopefully not finish second place this year. So I, I'm selling on that statement. Uh, but uh, moving on now, we're gonna we're gonna go to Spencer. So buy or sell. Spencer does not need to trade away any of his running backs. To be a playoff team, uh, so let's let's go to Andrew to get his take. Uh, Spencer, non-threat this year, so I gotta I gotta figure out what who's on his roster. Who's on his roster again? Uh, non-threat every year. Oh, okay, yeah. So Spencer's got plenty of running backs. He's got a uh, carry on Johnson, like Chris them, Carson, right? Sonny Michelle. He's got uh, mm-hmm. both of the Chiefs' backfield. 
Um, you think so? You you think he does need to uh, get rid of? He needs to make a trade for one of uh, for one of his running backs, maybe upgrade at wide receiver in order to put himself. Yeah, hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. I mean, John Ross. We all watched him here at UW. He's had a good stellar two weeks, but I don't see him really keeping pace with that um, in terms of how he's performed first two weeks for for the balance of the year, especially you know how bad the uh, Bengals offense looks. Uh, I think this year I didn't really watch the second game. Anyways, um. But yeah, Marquise Brown is is not. I mean, he's not really a big time receiver either. So I would say, yeah, Spencer should look to to trade some of his uh, running backs um, in order to upgrade his team, or else you know it could really really be a tough season if he doesn't do so. I think. All right, and uh, Connor, you're taking the opposite side. You're buying on Spencer can keep his current team and still make the playoffs. Why do you think that? I, you know, honestly, I've been kind of skeptical of that draft strategy. I've made that very clear on the pod. Everyone knows it. But I think that Spencer's done a good job picking up talent on the waiver wire. That's how you win championships, man. You pick up good players and you play them. And I thought his wide receiver core was a little uh, little shitty. But now it's actually pretty decent. So I think he's got a good shot. All right. Uh, moving on to Jerry. Uh, buy or sell. Demarcus Robinson will be the highest paid free agent pickup this year. Um, so we're going to touch a little bit more on that later. But uh Jerry paid 85 bucks to get Demarcus Robinson, the Chiefs receiver who had a big week last week. The fourth best Chiefs receiver. Uh, I think all of us are selling this one. So, uh, um, Connor, why do you think that uh, Jerry, why do you think Demarcus Robinson won't be the highest paid pickup this year? You know, I thought it was, uh, I actually didn't think it was that much of an overpay considering I spent $49 for Terry McLaurin. And obviously, you know, with the increased uh, bench sizes and extra flex spot, there's not a whole lot of talent on the waiver wire. But I do see that a lot of people still have a good chunk of their money left. And I think what's going to happen is you see one of these uh, running backs is going to go down and all of a sudden some no-name backup is going to step up and that guy is going to get bought for like $120, $130. And I will not be a part of that because I barely have any money left. So I think the 85 it's, it's a lot, but it's not going to be the highest. Yeah, I think so. I, would, I would agree with that, too. Once a running back, a major running back does go down, his backup's on waivers, and it'll kind of be a free-for-all um, for who has the most budget left. Uh, now we're going to move on to Joe. Uh, Joe has already made four acquisitions so far this season, so that's uh, pickups and trades, I'm assuming, Connor? Uh, it's just only pickups. So five if you count his trade as well. So buy or sell, by the end of the season, Joe will have made at least 20 acquisitions. Um, we're all buying this one. I think this one's pretty clear that uh, Joe is going to be making at least 20 acquisitions. Obviously, uh, Joe's one of the most active owners in the league. Um, always looking to improve his team wherever possible, whether that is by trade or by um, picking up somebody off free agents or waivers. So I think he'll pretty easily get to 20. I think. Uh, this what number, do you think he'll get to? Like his it, number could have gone to 30, yeah, maybe even 30. 40, um, mm-hmm. 35, and uh, then you're maybe getting it uh, close to uh, maybe going under, but. Uh, you know, obviously, it's hard to think that Joe's won't be active um, in the transaction field. And um, so, that one, so that one, a clean, clean sleep for that one as well. Uh, we're yep. going to move on to uh, one where we have some differing <laughs> opinions. This is a Tristan, buy or sell. OJ Howard is a top five tight end rest of the season. Howard obviously drafted as a top five tight end, but a slow start. Um, last week, zero catches for him. Um, so let's go to Connor to get his take. You know, I'm going to sell this. I really don't think he will be. Uh, I was actually a big fan of OJ Howard before the year started. I thought he was a breakout candidate at tight end. He's in a high powered offense. Jameis Winston, who's a fucking gunslinger. You always love that when you have the receiver or the tight end from the fantasy perspective, 
But being a top five tight end means that he's going to have to outscore at least the top five tight ends, right? Wait, yeah, that, that makes sense. Let's look at those. <laughs> Kelsey, Kittle, Ingram. I would even put Mark Andrews in there, right? Zach Ertz as well. And then Ertz. That's five guys right there. I think he's going to drop out of the top five. Uh, Amac, it uh, seems like you were a little up in the air about your take on this one. What are you thinking on this? I mean, his quarterback's James James Winston. I mean, he's he's due for energy uh, an in- injury. Sorry, uh, every you know every week basically. So you know, I, I don't think he's he should be in the top five tight ends to end the season just because of the QB situation down there in TB. I'm actually going to take the opposite side. I'm going to buy on this one. If I was Tristan, I would uh, feel fine holding on to OJ Howard. Um, obviously, some struggles so far, but a uh, very fantasy friendly offense in Tampa Bay. Um, new coaches, so new system there for the the offense. So you know, might just take a few weeks to get going. And I expect OJ Howard to have a really big week this week, bounce back against the Giants. So I'm I'm buying on OJ Howard moving forward. And uh, moving on, we're gonna we're gonna look at Ben's team. So buy or sell. DJ Metcalf will end the season as a top 30 wide receiver. So Metcalf, you know, rookie for the Seahawks, done some pretty big things so far. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy on this. I think Metcalf is uh, definitely gonna be pushing towards that top 30. Um, it's pretty obvious his connection with Russell Wilson is there um, right from the get go. Wilson trusts him to uh, you know catch those tough one on one passes. He obviously has the vertical threat as well so he can beat you deep he can beat you on the possession routes um the seahawks offense looking pretty solid so far and so i expect metcalf to uh, you know be pushing that top 30 this year and uh i think i think all of us are are thinking the same uh connor you have anything else to add to that nope not a damn thing all right so now we're gonna look at hovey um so buy or sell. shout out to hove shout out another to shout hove. out to hove uh, so buy or sell Mike Thomas Shout out to Kyle Davis <laughs> Mike Thomas will drop out of the top 15 wide receivers Due to Drew Brees' injury So uh, Brees injures his thumb On a Sunday He's out for about 6 weeks um, We're all selling on this one I think uh, top 15 might have been a, a little too too much to ask I think maybe a more fair buy or sell Would be will Michael Thomas drop out of the top 5 wide receivers Due to Brees' injury Um Either you have any take on on Mike Thomas, um, given the, the threshold being top five? Nah, he's a beast, man. He's actually here right now in Seattle, right? Aren't the Saints practicing at UW? Yep. Um, you know, he's getting some of that Seattle vibe right now. Maybe I'll see him at a weed store. I don't know, but uh, I, you know, I think he's he's going to continue to do well. They'll, they'll get him the ball in space, so he's good to go. I don't know, man. I feel like I was watching that game last weekend because uh, Joe had Drew Brees, which we'll go into. But I didn't think that Teddy Bridgewater looked that good. I thought he looked like below average. I mean, were oh, you just surprised? I mean, I don't know if I was surprised. I was wanting him to do well. I mean, after he went through that catastrophic injury for the Vikings and he's been bouncing around, I I really want him to do well. Like that's what my heart tells me, you know. But when my eyes are watching him, I'm like, ah, uh, he looks like a shitty Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins is already shitty. So I'm not really sure about that, but I also went with sell. I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I, I'm still high on Michael Thomas as well. Even with Bridgewater last week, he still caught 10 passes. So, um, you know, I think uh, Bridgewater's if he's going to trust anyone to throw to, Mike Thomas would be the guy. All right, now we're going to – a couple more left here. We're going to go to Chris. Um, so buy or sell. 
Chris will end the EIG season 0 and 13 and fail to win a game. Oh, uh, huge buy. Connor, you got a you got a big take oh, on this one. Right here. I just got back from Chase Bank, talked to my banker. I said, "Hey, I need some money cuz I got to buy this hot take, dude." Chris is going 0 and 13. You heard it here first. This is not a drill, people. This is not a drill, man. Okay, well, actually that's not Chris's buy and sell, but uh his real <laughs> one is uh Patrick Mahomes will be traded sometime during this year. Buy or sell. Um I'm selling on this one. I just don't think uh, Chris is going to trade Patrick Mahomes. Um, not that Patrick Mahomes is untradeable. I just think Chris is an owner who is pretty risk adverse. He's not uh, very good willing point. to take risk. Um, if a guy is scoring a, a lot point. of points for him, he's going to be really unwilling to trade him just because he's giving him that week-to-week -week production. And so I think no matter what, no matter what Chris's record is, if he's on the fringe making the playoffs – and maybe Mahomes could put him over the top. I still just don't think he's going to be willing to uh, pull that trigger and trade him. And uh, Connor agreed with that one as well. That's a clean sweep across the board for that one. So uh, a couple more left here. Um, our current uh, last place ranking in the Fantasy Pros rankings, Jordan Hazari. Buy or sell, Jordan is hurting his playoff chances by staying put with his current roster. Um, Amac, what's your take on this one? Um, I think I had a buy on this one, right? I yeah. got to pull up Jordan, Jordan's roster, see what he's got going on. Oh, just, just look outside on the on the uh, sidewalk. You'll see a garbage can. <laughs> the same thing. Uh, to be honest, though, when I saw this up here, I was a little confused. I thought that maybe Eric was like in talks with Jordan. You know how Eric and Joe they can be like conniving, you know, and like try to manipulate you. So I thought maybe he was in talks for like a trade that would obviously disadvantage Jordan, and he wanted to publicly acknowledge that his team sucks on the podcast. So uh, I don't know, man. What what are your intentions here, Eric? You know, I have been in trade talks with Jordan, but oh, uh, those who have been, knew? Oh, but, what a shot! Uh, huh. Let me finish. Let oh me wow! Finish. Oh wow! Uh, those talks have been pretty one-sided because uh, Jordan has pretty quickly shot down any trade offer I've made his way. Uh, obviously, he's very thin at running back. That's um, been very well known since the draft, but uh, he hasn't seemed to have been taking any bite on the running backs I've been offering him. Uh, I also was a seller on this one as well. Um, I just don't think Jordan can continue to put out the roster, the lineup he's had. Um and can and make a push for the playoffs, and I and I honestly think Jordan's uh, lineup was uh, pretty set on not making the playoffs as soon as the draft was over. I mean, uh, this the the strategy he took with waiting on running backs, um, pretty bold move, and it's uh, really bit him in the ass so far. And the receivers wow. that he does have um, aren't strong enough to make up for his lack of running backs. Yeah, um, I agree, uh, Jordan. So I just really yeah. don't think uh, he has he has wow. what it's going to take. I just don't even think. His receivers are attracted enough to it to really get um, a deal done unless he's willing to give up on, say, Julio Jones. Wow, you didn't mention that when he was on the podcast last week. Yeah, yeah, but I agree with you, Eric. Scare money don't make no money. And hearing Jordan, <laughs> hearing Jordan talk about how he want, didn't want to spend money on some big-time big guys, I mean, look, like you said, it's kind of uh, shown itself right now here as we go into week three. Exactly. And, you know, after one week, Jordan was the second highest scoring team. He did take a loss that first week uh, with the rough matchup. Um, but last week was a pretty piss poor performance. So that, you know, maybe my opinion changed after week one. Um, but to wrap it up on our, uh, our first buy and sell segment, we got a Kertis, uh So buy or sell. Holding on to Melvin Gordon is the right move for Curtis. Um, this is a clean sweep across the board sell. 
everyone thinking he should try to move away from Melvin Gordon, get the most out of him while he can. Uh, Connor, you've had some big opinions on Melvin Gordon. I'm going to give you the floor. Sure. Yeah. Well, that was that's your first mistake. Um, look, I mean, Melvin Gordon, obviously, when he plays, he's a stud. But I really don't think he's going to play that much this year. I think he's going to step in uh, like week eight, nine, or ten so he can accrue a season. I think you need six weeks. Um, but even when he gets in there, I mean, Austin Eckler is doing a great job. Uh, so I'm going to have to sell on this. All right. So that's your first uh, buy and sell um, segment. If you guys enjoyed that, let's get, give us some feedback in the Discord. If you got uh, some ideas for new segments, make sure to drop those in there as well. Uh, but moving on now, we're going to recap week two. Um, we're really not going to dive too deep into the scores because, you know, like we've said, you know, the past is the past. And it's never going to change, so we're not going to try to worry about the past too much. We're just going to um, quickly dive into some scores and kind of give you guys a recap of what happened. Maybe dive into some storylines um, if they come up. Spend money, make money. Am I right, Amac? So uh, let's let's go to uh, the lowest scoring matchup of the week. Uh, that was a... Uh, a small victory for Connor. He uh, ekes out a victory over Joe, 86.4 to 85.8. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Connor got pretty lucky in this one with Drew Brees getting injured and finishing with negative 0.6 points, um, as well as uh, Joe actually had taken the lead on the, in the Monday night game with a Le'Veon Bell catch, but he fumbled on the play and losing two points and giving Connor back the lead. Um, Connor, so, just, okay, this okay, one started with... With you ruined everything. I, I was going to talk about that. I had all these things written out. I was going to go into detail. It was going to be dramatic. And uh, you gave him the punchline. But, you know, the pass is the pass, Connor. We don't need to dive into detail. But, uh, you know, your week started Almost pretty day. slow with Christian McCaffrey only getting 6.3. Sure. How surprised yeah. were you that you were able to get a victory in this one? So, well, you know, let me just talk about this a little bit because I was planning to before Eric stole my thunder, as usual. What He's I will a bully. Say, He's a bully. We know he that. He is a bully. You know, I, I need to go find who Cal Davis yeah, is. Cal Davis He's probably some bully. dude with no self-esteem right now because he got bullied by Eric Erickson in high school. Probably, you know, doing nothing. Anyways, let me tell you something right now, dude. Joe texts me before the Thursday night game, okay, because I have McCaffrey. He has Godwin. He asks me, how many points do I have to be up to feel comfortable, right? And I'm actually watching the game with my brother-in-law. I haven't seen him in a while. We're getting beers in Portland. It's all good. I'm living a happy life. And I glance up at the screen, right? And Godwin is having a goddamn game. And McCaffrey is nowhere to be found. Uh, I believe after the game, I was – oh, let's see this. So I think we. I said I'd want to be up 12 points, uh, but it's probably going to be 10. And uh, Joe said he'd be happy if he was down 8 points. But uh, actually, after the game, I was down 15.8 points. So I assumed right there that I'm going to lose the week because McCaffrey's kind of my guy. Spent a lot of draft capital to get him. I really needed him to perform in order for my team to be good. So then basically I'm watching some of these Sunday games. Derek Carr, who I thought had a great matchup against the Chiefs, who suck on defense, dude. He didn't do anything for me. I mean, Juju Smith-Suster also didn't do much. Big Ben went out, obviously. Although I think he really got most of his catches um, when Big Ben got injured, which is a little ironic. So anyways... I think I'm basically dead. We go into the Sunday night game. I have Ridley, and I'm down like – I think it's like uh, – like, let me see this. Uh, I forget. But anyways, Ridley scores like 20 points, dude. He gets me a game, right? And all of a sudden, I'm up like 16 going into the Monday night game. So I'm like – I honestly thought that Joe was still a favorite. I thought it was really close, though, like 55, 45, something like that. Um, and all of a sudden – ESPN actually fucked up their scoring. So Joe and I are going back and forth watching the game, and ESPN says that he has 20 points. 
like in the third quarter, and then I'm, I'm losing by like four. And I'm freaking out. I, I'm like, wow, dude, I lost like a game. Because actually, I was only kind of glancing at it. But Joe basically was counting it in real time and was seeing that ESPN fucked up their scoring. So he's like, no, no, it's it's actually we're still playing. And then eventually, like with six minutes left in the game and garbage time, Le'Veon Bell catches a pass. He runs for 17 yards, right? So that's what? Plus point, uh, two point, uh, two points, a catch in a uh, 17 yards. And then he fumbles it, so he loses two points. And not only because he fumbled it, he got subbed out for Ty Montgomery, who got the basically the – rest of the carries for the next like four minutes. So I got super lucky and uh, I'm not surprised, you know? All right. Cool story, bro. You know, we Thanks, said man. we were going to keep it short, but leave it up to Connor to uh, jerk off his own team. When he gets a win scoring 86.4 points, the the least impressive victory in the EIG slate this weekend. So after hearing all that garbage, let's move on to another. Like I said, the worst choice was giving me the floor. <laughs> let, let, me add one thing. let me add one thing real quick. I'll, oh, I'll I had two say... things. Just one, just one. Uno. Um, it's just nice to see the luck going against Joe for once. That, that's right? Am I right, dude? God yeah. damn you, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we. Can I mean, all we, we all got to band together and take down Sauron. Okay. All right, so uh, let's move on to another low-scoring matchup, and that features our guest here, Andrew McCrory, taking down uh, Jordan Hazari, ninety-eight to eighty-one point five. Um, Andrew, you decided not to start Antonio Brown this week. Um, he does catch a touchdown. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you're going to be rolling in all in with him moving forward the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Going forward, he'll definitely get the nods as my wide receiver one. Um, well, yeah. One hard question. Are you going to play Antonio Brown this year? Of course. I mean, lots of allegations oh, wow. around question. him. He's, uh, you know, giving people atomic sit-ups, um, <laughs> doing other things that are uh, not worth speaking about on the podcast. So uh, yeah. I'm just curious, you know, if I, uh, He's going to be facing a former uh, discipline from his owner. But, uh, you know, obviously Andrew's moving on with him. Andrew did decide to start DJ Moore, who was part of one of me and Connor's bets. Um, he played in the Thursday night game and scored 13.4 points. I can't lie. I was feeling, feeling really confident after that. Well, but, uh, what was the bet? You got to go over the bet first. Uh, DJ Moore versus Terry McLaurin points Ooh. in week two. Um, Terry McLaurin gets a bailed out by a late touchdown against Dallas and finishes with 14.7. Some bias so, uh, reporting right there. <laughs> Connor does take that one down. What I will say, though, is that, you know, I had a great weekend. You know, I, I sold some Apple stock, which I purchased in 1993. So I made a fuck ton of money, right? Hung out with some models. It was great. The Detroit Pistons, they called my agent. They need a rebounder. But the best part of my weekend was Terry McLaurin catching that touchdown. All right. Uh, you heard from Connor. Some more uh, some more praise for his own team. Not a surprise there. Uh, but let's move on to a new matchup. Oh, so Connor gets three hours on his team. But the second we talk about mine, I, I get like two seconds. I mean, it was a pretty uh, uneventful victory. A uh, pretty clear victory for your team. Uh, two pretty low-scoring um, it's so uneventful you asked games you're pretty lucky you matched up against jordan you would have lost to most owners so i'm not going to touch too much on it even though you're our special guest but uh you know it's, it's, a, it's a privilege for you yeah i bought in your team earlier in this podcast eric i'm selling now okay. all right <laughs> let's move on to a new Change matchup it. uh let's look at uh tristan versus chris tristan takes down the victory 112.8 to 102.8 um Tristan able to pick up the victory even with O.J. Howard putting up a fat zero. We mentioned that earlier. Uh, Chris also had a zero on his end from Alshon Jeffrey. Um, not much else to look at here. Uh, I um, look at that defense that Tristan started. Yeah, Patriots D putting up a big old uh, 37. 37. Yeah, that's um, – uh, wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's a consistent outcome. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
Hopefully, you know, the, the Patriots do play the Dolphins once more this year, so maybe he'll get that again uh, later. But, uh, yeah, not too and much. And they play here. in New England next time, too. Uh, so uh, let's look at a new matchup, uh, another one that came down to the Monday night game, I believe. That was uh, – or no, came down to the – yeah, the Monday night game. It was uh, right. Ben versus uh, Kiertis. Kiertis. Uh, ben takes the victory, 110.1 to 95.4. Um, came down to the Monday night game with uh, – OBJ putting up 25.1 points, um, catching a touchdown for him. Um, this game also featured some zero-point scores. Deshaun Jackson with zero for Ben. And Joku with zero for Kiantis. Um They both got injured. Yeah, both injured. So uh, uh, any, anything else to point? Anything uh, interesting that catches your eye in this one? Uh, I guess uh, Cam Newton for Curtis. Uh, he is He ended up getting dropped by Curtis. He was injured. Um, doesn't look like he's going to play Friday. Um, do you think Cam Newton is worth owning for anybody in our league? Either of you guys got thoughts on him? Nope. Andrew, you think uh, Cam Newton worth a pickup for anyone? I think you should drop him. And He's yeah, that's what he, that's what he did. Quarterback, uh, Curtis, continue. Let's uh, let's look at uh, let's look at yours truly. Uh, my matchup, uh, a close matchup with Spencer. Um, I earned a victory, one twenty four point two to one nineteen point three. Um, not much to point out in this one, I guess. Uh, for me, Josh Allen was a big waiver wire pickup. Uh, I'm the quarterback whisperer. So, Is that a microwave? Uh, sounds like you know someone's, someone, someone's getting their garbage picked up. Let's backing up a booty right now. They're oh, coming, it's, Jor- it's Jordan. They're coming to pick up Jordan's team. It's Jordan's team, dude, coming to pick up Jordan's team. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say, I I did uh <laughs> I did score 124.2 points with Devonte Parker dropping a zero on my second flex. Should have listened to Connor's advice and started DJ Chark, who uh, also part of a bet. He uh, scores 15 points, so he did outscore um, Terry McLaurin. So off to an early edge for him. Dude, you got to put your balls where your mouth is, okay? And uh, I did start DJ Chark today, and uh, I know he did catch a touchdown already in the first quarter. I don't know what he's at now, but uh, I do got to say, Eric. Uh, many people don't know this about me, but I am a part time Bills fan because my wife loves them. And she grew up in Buffalo, so I uh, do got to say, I did text during the game, I think, when Josh Allen was playing, and a uh, huge shout-out to him. So Shout-out to Josh Allen. So, yeah, Josh Allen and uh, John Brown. You know, that's a bit of, he, that was a big yeah. uh, connection for me. Those two Josh combined Allen, for 32. Josh Allen is really the only player in this league that I'll trade for Antonio Brown for. Just just keep that in mind. All right, good Whoa. to know. Whoa. And uh, let's look at our final matchup. That's the highest score this week. Uh, that's Jerry, 128.7 to Hovey's 103. Uh, Lamar Jackson with 30.8 points. That's two huge weeks in a row for him. Um, I guess let's look at, let's talk about him. Uh, do you guys think he's going to be able to keep up at the pace that uh, he's shown um, these first two weeks? Obviously, he's doing it not only on the ground, uh, but through the air as well. He's got 126 yards rushing and 596 passing. What are your guys' thoughts on him? Uh, Moving forward. Oh, right. Game of chicken. I like it. Um, <laughs> I'll bite. What I will say is I think at the end of the year, um, there's going to be a consistent theme among the teams that are in the playoffs or even make the championship. And Lamar Jackson's going to be that theme because you could get him with such little draft capital and he's actually overperforming incredibly. Uh, he's playing like a goddamn madman. I love it. And uh, yeah, great pickup. All right, and uh, Hobie on the other end of that uh, quarterback battle, Ben Roethlisberger only three points. He obviously only played one half, um, got replaced by Mason Rudolph. So uh, Hobie, 
Um, pick up Jameis Winston this week, so that will be his QB moving forward. So uh, Big Ben out for the season. So it'll be interesting to see how the Steelers perform moving forward, um, sitting at 0-2. So uh, that does it for Week 2 um, recap. And uh, before we look forward to um, Week 3, the waiver wire, some trades and some um, some previews, we have a uh, word from our sponsors. Hey, guys. Do you love being an alpha male? Are you a natural-born leader who enjoys ordering around beta nerds? Do you often find yourself banging whores and ripping cigs? We all dig a high five over shots of fireball, but the morning after a long night of drinking can leave you on the toilet for an extended period of time. Let me tell you right here, man to man, there is nothing more alpha than having a clean butthole. And the only way to properly clean your pooper's shooter is the badonk bidet. Designed, manufactured, and tested in the great state of New Hampshire, the badonk bidet can solve all your butt cheese related problems. Using patented high-pressure Whirlpool technology, the Badonk Bidet turns your toilet bowl into an ass-cleaning pressure cooker. In just 70 seconds, the Badonk Bidet will reach the inner depths of your asshole with 200-degree mountain spring water. Booty, grime, and slime be gone. The Badonk Bidet is a dishwasher for your anus. If this sounds particularly exciting to you, go to mybadonkbidet.com and use the promo code EEIG for 4% off your next purchase. The results will shock you. I guarantee that after one, count it one, week after purchasing your Badonk Bidet, your hot slam piece will be begging to peg your bunghole because we all know women can recognize a clean rear from yards away. So next time she brings out the strap-on, be prepared to buckle in and grab your ankles because with the Badonk Bidet, she won't find any dingleberries in her way. So go to mybadonkbidet.com and get your very own Badonk Bidet today. All right, that's mybadonkbidet.com. Make sure to use the promo code EEIG. You know, I think uh, Antonio Brown, after hearing some of those farts, I think he might be in the market for a badonk bidet. He might uh, have a little bit of butt cheese left over that he could probably clear that up. All right, so uh, we're going to move forward and look at uh, what happened uh, with the week three waiver wire. Um, I think no bigger news was um, Jerry taking down – Picking up Demarcus Robinson with a bid of $85. Um, that beat the second-place bid made by Curtis of 51 um, Connor, you were the big spender on uh, wide receivers last week, picking up Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry just about doubled your bid to get Demarcus Robinson. What do you think of his move to uh, spend 85 bucks for uh, for maybe a potential breakout uh, receiver for the Chiefs? Yeah, you know, um, I'm not a huge fan. I like where his head's at, though. I mean, you really got to spend – your fab dollars if you want to get, pick people up. But I think that last year, there were, sorry, last week, there were some better options. I mean, John Ross went for $30, and I brought that up. I couldn't believe no one actually tried to get him. I didn't need an extra wide receiver, so I didn't go. I think Spencer got him for 30 Thinking about Demarcus Robinson, though, I think that this week and maybe next week, he's going to be a great play. Um, but eventually when Tyreek Hill comes back, you're going to have four solid wide receivers for the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill is going to get his points. Sammy Watkins, you got uh, Hardman, right? And then you have Demarcus Robinson along with Travis Kelsey. There's just a lot of mouths to feed. And I think that eventually when Hill comes back, Demarcus Robinson will go from a very wanted wide receiver to someone who's going to be on the bench. Yeah, I think this kind of maybe leads to a bigger discussion of uh, just wide receivers in general. Maybe, um, you know, after the draft, Joe gave some insight on how he thought maybe some of the wide receivers were going for a little much. Um, if I think, you know, the data may back that up. I mean, it is a small sample size, only two weeks. But if you look at the top five wide receivers right now, um, the top five, 
starting with number one, John Ross, Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, DJ Chark. So that's uh, two wide receivers that are picked up on waivers and, uh, you know, three guys who are all drafted, I think, probably for under $10. Um, Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham, the big names there um, coming in at uh, six through nine. Um, but, um, you know, do you, are you guys thinking these, you know, some of these lesser valued preseason wide receivers are going to be able to keep up the same production they've shown through those two weeks? I think that it really depends on the receiver, man, and, and their situation. You look like at, at a guy like Marquise Brown. I mean, he's going to be the number one wide receiver for Lamar Jackson, right? But you look at John Ross. John Ross isn't necessarily going to be the number one wide receiver, especially when Adrian Green comes back. You look at Terry McLaurin. He's going to be the number one wide receiver. But you look at Demarcus Robinson. He's the fourth best wide receiver on the team. Right now, he's wide receiver number three. But eventually, he's going to be number four when Tyreek Hill comes back. So I think, are they being overvalued? I mean, with so, with two flex spots and two wide receiver spots, I don't think they're necessarily being overvalued. But people are, are praying a, a, they're paying a premium to get points because there aren't a whole lot of uh, more points out there. And uh, AMAC, you are the owner of Sammy Watkins. Uh, obviously, a huge week for him, week one. Uh, you know, how are, how are you feeling about him moving forward? Yeah, it's always tough owning uh, Sammy Watkins because uh, he's always so more so down than up. But, you know, I'm hoping since obviously the Chiefs are a high-powered offense that he can continue to get some touches and some opportunities in the games um, or else, you know, he's going to my bench. And, uh, yeah, so you heard it there about the wide receivers. Jumping back to the waiver wire, uh, one interesting pickup was um, from Connor, Ernest Johnson um, for $1.00. I believe he's a running back for the Browns. Uh, Connor, do you want to give some more insight on this pickup? Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think it was a dollar. I think it was. It might have been a little bit more, but uh, oh. yeah, it's all good. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think I overpaid. But uh, you know, I got to be honest with you guys. Uh, my team is so nasty. Like I feel bad. You know, like I-, I expected this league to be competitive. I'm not really sure it's going to be because my team is so good. But my team has one big hole. And that's my second running back. Right now, I'm playing Malcolm Brown, who actually, I can't believe I got him last week. Um, still like it. He had almost two goal line rushes. Sorry, there were two series from the goal line by the Rams this past Sunday where he could have got touches and didn't. One was an option play that actually was a pass to Brandon Cook that could have gone to Malcolm Brown. doesn't matter. What I will say about Durnest Johnson, okay, is that Nick Chubb is not the third down running back that we all thought he was. He is a two down back as of right now. So last week, Durnest Johnson actually got 39% of offensive snaps. He was on the field for that. I like that. I like that. They, they let go of Duke Johnson, right, who's a very good pass-catching back. So they clearly have trust in Ernest Johnson. Um, and it's an, an RB flyer. Like, you know, if it doesn't work out, it really doesn't work out. Uh, but I decided to take that risk. And the most important thing here is to realize that he has such a great name. I could name my team so many awesome things based off his name. Expect my team name to change in the next couple of weeks. All right, so you know Connor poo-poos all the Browns offensive players during the draft because Baker spreads it around, but you know he's trying to pick up as many Browns as, as he can and hype them up. Uh, you know, Speaking solid. of Browns, if you go to mybadonkbidet.com, you can get 4% off your next purchase using the promo code EEIG. Hey, Connor, if you get me a badonk bidet, I'll get you an RB2. Ooh, uh, they're kind of expensive, man, but maybe I could uh, – I'll save a couple paychecks. Let me get back to you. You know, Andrew, would you trade a badonk bidet for Antonio Brown? Uh, no, no. Right, Are you well. telling me that you don't value the fact that your your bunghole could be clean? 
Ner than it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I value AB way more. There you go. Heard it here first. So, uh, um, Corey has a dirty ass. Yep. Anything to do to make the playoffs this year? Anything, dude. Oh, I like do it. Anything. All right. Actually, you know what? I think that uh, I'm going to take back what I said earlier about AMX team, dude. He's going, he's going to the playoffs. All right. With that attitude, for sure. Um, not too many other, you know, big waiver wire pickups. Um, few receivers picked up, a few running backs. So uh, let's dive into our best and worst pickups of the week. Um, Connor, let's start with you. Uh, mine is going to go, uh, Joe got Will Disley for a dollar. Uh, I like Will Disley a lot. In fact, in my other leagues, which I wasn't able to get some of the better tight ends, I either have him or in one league, I had him dropped him to pick the back up because I think he can be a real terror and being really undervalued. The reason, once again, why I didn't pick him up very similar to the reason why I didn't go for John Ross last week is that I already have good players at that position. I have two solid tight ends, but I think that was a great pickup by Joe. I also think that Curtis getting Debo Samuel for 22 bucks. I think that's very solid. I think Debo's going to be really solid going forward as a, as a flex play. And uh, I think my worst of the week has to go to Demarcus Robinson. Uh, seven people put in bids. So I wanna, just want to be very clear. Seven people put in bids for the fourth wide receiver on the Chiefs. One of those is me, and I bid zero. Zero dollars, so, dude. Uh, Way to commit. <laughs> yep. Big commitment from me. Uh, Andrew, it doesn't look like you have a worst pickup, but who is your best? I actually like what Owen to Curtis. I think it was Curtis, yeah, did with uh, Aguilar. Uh, although Aguilar never catches a, a ball thrown to him, um, he, do, he does still continue to get opportunities for some reason, uh, especially you know with the Philadelphia having the injuries with Jackson, and uh, I think somebody else is hurt for them as well. Uh, solid pickup. I think it was for 20 or $22. Um, you know, Aguilar be featured in their offense, you know, until Jackson or whoever else was hurt um, gets back. So solid pickup, and especially when you're on two. I, I like the, the, uh, the, the activity from Curtis in terms of trying to improve his roster. Is he the last holdout from the Chip Kelly era? I, he was a first round draft pick by Chip Kelly. He was. Yeah, I think so. He may. He may be. I don't know about the like the offensive lineman or the defense, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. As far as skill position players, probably I'm actually going to agree with Andrew on this one. I like um, Curtis's pickup of Aguilar. The price was maybe a little steep, but uh, you know, Jordan bid 13. That was the next highest bid, so 22 a pretty fair amount. Um, you know, Curtis's own to it at this point. He ha- he's in win now mode. He has to get a win this week. You know, in order to keep himself in contention, Aguilar with uh, both Jeffrey and uh, Deshaun Jackson out due to injury. He's obviously going to be a prominent um, featured receiver in that lineup. He showed it last week in the Monday night game, even with that dropped pass at the end, um, still finished with over 100 yards in the score. So and and fun fact about this week. Do you guys want to hear it? Do I get to finish my point about Aguilar? Fun fact. So after the waiver period, Joe and Eric both put in requests for the Titans defense for zero dollars, and Joe won the tiebreaker. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, Joe did win the tiebreaker. I actually don't own a defense right now. Um, I ended up dropping my defense because uh, defense wins championships. Actually, uh, you know, I was able to make a little sneaky ad today. I picked up Jordan Wilkins um, as a free that. agent for zero dollars. Wilkins is the backup to Marlon Mack in Indianapolis. Mac hasn't practiced the last two days, so I'm uh, curious to see what uh, comes out of the practice reports Friday, and uh, maybe Wilkins could be a, a flex play, or maybe someone I could deal to uh, an owner looking to win in desperate need of a win this week. I think Spencer needs running back, right? 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so maybe I'll have to hit Spencer to see if uh, Jordan Wilkins is on his radar. And uh, so that was the uh, the waiver wire period. We also had our first trade of the season. Um, uh, one person in the trade. Um, I don't think anyone's surprised that he's making the trade. But the 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 other owner in the trade, maybe a little bit of a surprise. Um, ben making a trade with Joe. Ben sends Baker Mayfield um, over to Joe's team for Vance McDonald. Uh, Joe obviously was in the market for a quarterback um, when Drew Brees went down with the thumb injury, um, and he gets Baker Mayfield from Ben. Uh, Mayfield kind of a disappointment to start the year, not off to the start people thought he would have, but uh, I think he's better than what was on the waiver wire. Um, Andrew, do you have any uh, any thoughts, any analysis on the uh, the deal that was made between Ben and Joe? Nah. And that's you know that's what you guys come here to listen for, uh, Connor. Do you, do you, did you have any analysis on the trade? Uh, I did, but not anymore. Uh, I, I want to give some analysis on this. Uh, Look, I'll I keep think it short. I'll Curtis, keep it short. Curtis put, hit it perfectly. What a snoozer! Yeah, a little bit of a snoozer. But I just want to say, uh, <laughs> earlier uh, in the year, I ranted on the podcast about owning multiple quarterbacks, how it was not a smart move. And I think mm-hmm. this is kind of confirms it. Uh, you know, you own multiple quarterbacks. Wait. Baker Mayfield drafted oh, as a, you know, a top five quarterback. <laughs> How does this confirm it? This actually goes against what you said because, because... he was able to get value. Vance McDonald is going to be a serviceable tight end. Ben traded away one of his extra quarterbacks for a decent tight end. That actually means yeah. he actually played this really well. So you're actually wrong in this, dude. What are you I talking I would say about? getting Vance McDonald back in return for Baker Mayfield wouldn't necessarily – it may necessarily value right now, but for how what you were thinking – baker mayfield was going to be when you drafted him um not quite the return you would have expected so i think good it's point which is why ben took three quarterbacks so he can deal the one who's doing the worst very good point exactly all right so uh you're really you good at arguing against yourself there. eric connor just spewing some hot garbage again uh but uh, nonetheless we're gonna take some look at everyone's favorite part of the podcast uh that's the week three previews um we're all gonna give our picks uh, so far in the standings, taking a look at the standings, uh, Connor at six and six. Uh, I'm at six and six, and our guests are at six and six. So a wow. three-way tie across the board. Yep. Uh, Andrew, no pressure to at least keep it tied moving forward. Um, but uh, let's take a look at the matchups uh, for week three. Uh, let me uh, open up the scoreboard here. What I will say about uh, the last two weeks is that I believe I started off two and four um, with guessing. And I think you guys are both three and three last week. And then this, sorry, the first week. And then just last week, I was four and two with my predictions. And then uh, you and Jordan were three and three. So it kind of like, I thought I was behind then I caught up. So once again, we just give myself a little pat on the back. Good job, Connor. Way to keep killing it. Anyways, let me help you out, Eric. I mean, I'll start with my matchup versus uh, yours truly, uh, Joe. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah who's Joe? Matchup. I think you mean Sauron. <laughs> we were just talking about his trade with, with Baker. I mean, he's starting him. Um, you know, Joe always seems to, to get lucky with some of his scoring that he gets a week over week. Um, he just got zero points from the Titans, which is awesome to start things off on that Thursday Night Football. Um, I'm obviously going to take myself. I mean, I just had uh, Fournette, you know, with another average performance, got me 12.2 points. Um, I think this is the week. I mean, we should see some good things out of James Conner playing my 49ers um, and Sammy Watkins, you know, 
Last week he sucked. The first week he was great. So I think he's off and on every other week. So I think this is on week um, versus uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and again, shout out to, to Bills Mafia. Their defense has been stellar this season. I got them shunned down Cincinnati and get some takeaways. So easy one this week versus Joe. Uh, you can move on to the rest of the game. So I'll just go ahead and sign off from here. All right, uh, Connor, what are you thinking about this matchup? Uh, wait, Amac just leave? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So actually I think that Andrew's going to, I was going to win this one. Um, it, it, both teams are solid, uh, but I really like Andrew's matchups this week. I think that Antonio Brown against the Jets is a good play. I like Cooper against the Colts. I like Watkins against, uh, Baltimore. I think that Arizona sucks. So maybe DJ Moore will catch some passes from Kyle Davis or Kyle Allen, whatever his name is. And, uh, Jared Goff is going to score some points. I think the big question is actually with James Conner. I'm going to take the other side of that. I think he was injured, and he didn't look that good last week. So, uh, San Francisco, their defense is pretty decent this year. So, uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah. Looking at Joe's team, um, I don't know, man. He's playing Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's kind of, you know, I think he's just having kind of a flop of a year. Uh, Allen Robinson, I think he had a good re- week one. But, I mean, he, that's inconsistent. At least he still has Mac, Godwin, and Bell. Um, but, I mean, it's really de- the Titans defense with a zero. I guess that game just ended. So not a great start, so I'm going to give the edge to Andrew. Yeah, I think looking at this earlier today, I originally picked Joe, but I've actually um, I'm going to flip the switch on this one and go with Andrew. You so seen the light? It, let's make it a clean sweep. Um, you know, Mar- we mentioned Marlon Mack earlier. Some questions about his health uh, going into that one, so that would obviously hurt Joe's lineup. Uh, Joe Mixon, a little bit of a rough start to season for him, and uh, yeah, I do like some of the matchups that Andrew has. You know, got. Not a great performance, but a solid one from Fournette. And, uh, you know, I I, kind of agree with Connor about James Connor. I'm not really super confident in him um, this week, but I think I like the rest of Andrew's matchups. I even like some of his guys on the bench. Um, Philip Lindsay, I think, uh, is worth a start this week against Green Bay. Nah. Um, Even Frank Frank Gore, (laughs) I like his matchup as well. I agree with keeping Lindsay on the bench, dude. Green Bay looks like the real deal on defense this year. They just signed, what, two, like – Outside linebackers for like five years, fifty million each. So they're going to be solid. You like a you like DJ Moore over Lindsay this week, Connor? Uh oh, god, dude. Uh, yes, I do. You willing to put a bet <laughs> on it? Oh god, dude. I mean, I don't I don't like either of them, dude. With with Cam down, I mean, I'll I'll put. Oh, I don't want to bet for DJ Moore. No, no, that guy's my that guy's my rival and my enemy. So I'm gonna turn you down. <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah. I like Lindsay this week, so we'll see what Andrew does in the lineup. Obviously, it's his team. He's DJ off to a 2-0 start, so uh, you know, it's whatever he seems to pick uh, is working. But uh, let's move on to another matchup. Let's look at Connor since um, he no players from tonight's game in that one. Uh, he's taking on Ben Hazari. Uh, Connor projected the victor as of right now, 110.9 to 108.5. Um, let's start with Connor himself. What's your take on uh, your matchup? Well, first of all, right off the top, my team name is so much better than Ben's, dude. McLaurin F1 Racing. If you take a look at my picture, you can actually see Terry McLaurin driving around an F1 racing car. So right out the gate, I'm ahead. My team is N-A-S-T-Y. They're fucking nasty. I'm easily going to take the one this week. Uh, I'm going to go with Connor as well. Um, I, I like McCaffrey. I already mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Um, not really sure about Connor's RB2. Uh, Malcolm Brown, not super high on him. I do think he might put up a disappointment. Um, I think this one's going to be really close, but I'm going to give the edge 
to Connor, some tough matchups for Ben um, with Devonte Adams against Denver, even uh, Amari Cooper against Miami. Um, I you think know, actually, he'll put a plus performance in. You think so? Uh, I'm I gonna actually, go with Connor. Uh, I like Green Bay against Denver. I think Rodgers is going to do well. I don't know about Adams, but I don't think Breida has really shown his true colors. He's getting outsnapped and outperformed by Rasheem Mostart, whoever the fuck that is. Um, and then you have DK Metcalf, who, who I think could be good, but I don't really see him as a, a huge star. Um, I mean, really, Ben has a solid team, but I think I'm going to take it. All right, Andrew, uh, is it going to be a clean sleep for Connor, or are you going with Ben? I'm going with Ben, actually. I mean, you got OBJ uh, playing on Sunday Night Football, I think. Uh, versus... I let you into the podcast. I let you into my house, yeah. dude. And this is shout the disrespect. Out. Shout out to the other man, and he took a shit and didn't use the badonk bidet. Yeah. Um, so I got OBJ having a, a big week there on, you know, on Sunday Night Football um, to carry the squad. Uh, I'll go with Ben on this week. All right, so no clean sleep for Connor on that one. Uh, moving on, we got uh, Spencer versus Cantus. And uh, Spencer already uh, off to a hot start in this one. Um, he's up to early lead, 26.1 to 0. Curse didn't have anybody tonight. Uh, Spencer projected the winner, 117.2 to 111.1. Uh, Spencer gets 11.1 points from Derrick Henry and 15 from the Jaguars D. Um, so a uh, strong start for him. A little underperformance for Henry, but uh, he does get a touchdown. But... Uh, Jack is definitely overperforming the projection. Um, let's start with Connor. Who are you taking in this matchup? So I'm going to take Spencer, um, but I, I'm not really happy about it. I think that it could really go either way. But uh, there's a couple players that Curtis is playing this week I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, Miles Sanders, I think that Detroit is a really good run defense. You look at – at least he's playing Edelman against the Jets. The Jets are pretty much hot garbage. Um, it actually really helps that we can see how the Thursday night game went. We see that the Jags got 15 points, which is a lot for a defense. Obviously, it's not the Patriots D from last week, but I think that Spencer should have enough to win. Yeah, I'm going to go with Spencer as well. Um, obviously, his running back's really strong, so he'll be, have a strong advantage there. Curtis has Saquon Barkley, but no other running backs really match up with Spencer's. Um, I do like some of the matchups on Curtis's team this week. I think Kenny Galladay is in for a big day against Philly. And um, I do like Stefan Diggs against Oakland. Maybe some oh, worries about their the amount they pass the ball, um, but I do like him. And even good Nelson point. Aguilar against Detroit. Some pretty good matchups for him at receiver, but uh, nonetheless, I am going to go with Spencer to improve to two and one. Uh, Andrew, what do you what do you yeah, think of this one? Sorry, Curtis. The slides can continue. I got you going zero and three this week, uh, <laughs> Spencer, um, to go two and one. Uh, you know. I think, yeah, just the matchup is favorable for him. He kind of stole some like points, Eric. But I uh, love Greg Olson. I say that. He's, he's always been solid. I wish I had him on my team. But uh, I've got Spencer winning this week. What I will say, he's got a better team name. And I think his image, he edited it. Uh, I can't tell who the rapper is. But I uh, put him on uh, Galladay's It's face. a Pitbull. Pitbull. Oh, Pitbull. Yeah, I'm not up to date. Um, Mr. 305, Mr. Mr. Worldwide, a.k.a. Pitbull. But, yeah. So yeah, an updated image there from Curse. Make sure you check it out. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, we got. Are you a big uh, Pitbull fan there? Oh yeah, Mr. Worldwide. Uh, what do you know? Shout out Mr. Worldwide. Shout out Kyle Davis. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving on to the next matchup, we got Tristan Chin Straps against uh, our last ranked team. Here ye, here ye, Jordan Hazard. Great name. You know, I'm, I'll start with first on this one. Great I'm names actually, with both teams, really. I'm actually gonna uh, give Jordan his first victory of the season. I'm gonna take Jordan in this one. 
I, I just think if, if there's going to be a week, it's going to be this one. He is projected to lose 110.8 to 104.5, but uh, I'm calling an upset. I like uh, some of his matchups this week. Um, Tariq Cohen against Washington. Mark Ingram against Kansas City. I think he could put up a big performance. And, uh, yeah, just not uh, not super high on Tristan's receivers in this one. I think that might be his downfall and uh, lead to Jordan getting a victory. Um, Andrew, what are you thinking? Well, you've got Jordan going one and two, huh? Getting in the win column. Yeah, I'm getting um, his first win. Cool, cool. That's very nice of you. I got chin straps. Tristan taking the win this week. I like Dak versus Miami. I think he'll put up numbers there, obviously. Um, and, you know, Todd Gurley, he's been running the ball decent this season. So I like him versus Cleveland uh, again on Sunday Night Football. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and check chin straps. Shout out Tristan. Shout out Tristan, Connor, I'm going to agree with time. you right off the gate. I think Tristan's going to win this. Sorry, Jordan. Um, and it really doesn't come down to team names because both these guys have great names and great images. If you guys aren't aware of the, the different names that we have in the league, I suggest you go take a look. They're awesome so far. A couple bad ones. One thing I will say about Tristan's team, I like his matchups this week. Man, Dak Prescott is going to score probably 40 points against the Dolphins. I'm not going to put a bet on that, though. I think that James Washington's a good play. And I also like the fact that the Patriots D going against the Jets. I mean, the Patriots D is averaging 23.5 points a game, dude. We can only expect the same. When you look at Jordan's team, and I will say I don't like his – if this is his starting squad, I think he should change a couple. I think he should take out Tariq Cohen, put in Raheem Mostart, and I would even take out Josh Gordon now that Antonio Brown's around. Maybe put in uh, – not Didi, obviously, because he just played, but maybe Cole Beasley or Will Fuller, someone who could maybe uh, go off, even uh, Valdez Scantling. But – even if he does, I think it's going to be a push. But since he hasn't, i got to go with Tristan. All right. And uh, next we're going to move on to my matchup. Um, Wait, did you give yours for this? Yeah, I did. I picked Jordan. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was projected to be the highest scorer this week, and that projection has just gone up with my Thursday night performance. I'm um, taking on Hovey. Shout out, Hovey. Uh, projected score, 123.1 for Here's truly 109.9 for Hovey. Um, I'm off to a 15.6 to zero lead with uh, DJ Chark having a solid game here on Thursday night. Um, going for uh, four for 76 and a touchdown against the Titans. So, uh, you know, I'll let you guys pick this one first. So uh, let's, yeah, start I'll with, go first. let's start with Andrew. Yeah, I'll go first. I really don't have too many reasons, but I'm going Hove just because I like him more than you. Do it for the memes. All right, uh, Connor, what are you thinking? Yeah, and just, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, my record every week is tracked, so I can't I can't do things for the memes. So I got to go with who I really believe is going to win. I'm, I have to go with Eric, man. I think Eric's got a solid squad. Um, I think he's going to be able to pull it off. And uh, I'm going with myself as well. You know, number one ranked in the power ranking is going to continue to have a stronghold on that spot with a high-scoring victory. just want to say I'm projected 123.1, and I uh, don't even have a defense in my lineup, so... That projection only going to go up, uh, not to brag, but uh, yeah. And uh, last but not least, uh, I think this might be the game of the week. In the game EIG. of the week right here, dude. That's uh, Chris Smart versus Jerry. Um, Chris projected a narrow victor, 101.4 to 101.1, a .3 difference in uh, prediction. Um, Connor, let's start with you. You know, I mean – Consistently, I have to go with it. Chris is 0-2. I'm going to take Jerry this week. I really like his team. Lamar Jackson is on fire, and he's playing a really crappy 
Chiefs defense. I like all of his wide receivers. I think Cooper Cup's going to have a good game. Even Demarcus Robinson, you know, who went for $85, could have a great game. So I really like Jerry's team this week. And unfortunately, I think Chris is going to start the season 0-3. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go Jerry as well. Guy really like Lamar Jackson to keep it rolling. Pretty good matchup for him against the Chiefs. Uh, I think Nick, Nick Chubb's in for a big game as well on Sunday night. And, uh, you know, even though Chris has got some good matchups, Zeke going against Miami. And, uh, you know, always going to get a big performance from Mahomes. Um, I don't think he's going to have enough. Uh, he also has Alshon Jeffrey still in his lineup. So uh, who knows if he'll get that switched out by Sunday, uh, knowing Chris. But uh, And who's he going to play instead, though? You yeah, know, Sterling Shepard? Sterling Shepard, if he's uh, not concussed anymore, he may have to pick up someone off the waivers. But, uh, yeah, not too many strong options for him on his bench. Uh, I like Jerry. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Is this a clean sleeper, Jerry, or are you going to go with Chris? Yeah, 100%. Jerry's got this in the bag. He's going to go 2-1 and one after this week. Um, solid squad, just solid across the board. Uh, Nick Chubb should have a solid game. He's following my team around Sunday Night Football. should be able to show out there. Um, yeah, I like what he's, you know, solid squad. Curtis, Samuel should be all right. Cooper Cup, you guys know how I feel about Caucasian wide receivers. So I think there you go. He's on your radar. Maybe you should try to trade for him. Yeah, yeah. Kurt, or, uh, Jerry, give me a call. Give me a call. All right, so there's your predictions for week three. You heard it from the experts. Um, and that's going to do it for today's podcast. Um, want to give a shout-out to our special guest, Andrew McCory. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for stopping by, dude. Yep. Hey, real quick before we end it, I wanted to ask you, um, Connor, real quick, what are your top, or, top two or three league names at this time? Oh, that's a great question. Actually, I think I'm, I'm actually considering, well, yeah, I don't want to go on, you know, Go under the hood. Yeah, we, really got, show we got 15 seconds here. We don't 15 have to seconds, average. top three. First of all, I got to give it to myself. I really like my team name, McLaren F1 Racing. In fact, I Googled that after I came up with it. Didn't get any hits. Zero hits on Google, dude. Google fucking froze on me. Number two, I really like Chin Straps by Tristan. That was kind of a running joke about how unattractive Matt Ryan's wife is. Sorry, Matt Ryan. Shout out to you. Uh, but, you know, a chin's a chin. It's hard to miss. And uh, besides that, I think that the second best guy, or the third best, excuse me, it's got to go with hear ye, hear ye with Jordan, you know, something that's relevant, something that's kind of brings everyone together. That was part of the uh, the weekend we had in Vancouver, Washington, which is a great little town. Um, so, yeah, that'd be my top three. Cool. All right, you heard it. Connor, once again, um, giving praise to his own average team. But uh, that's going to do it for uh, today's episode. The winners Keep it real, dude. The All I do is spit the truth. Podcast. Uh, shout out Kyle Davis. Thank you guys for listening. See you next week. See you, See you guys.